This is, uh, well, here, who, who do we have here? We have Liz Cheney on the State of the Union, and she's on CNN, and she is warning that society will melt down. I am telling you that they're planning for this. I'm about to play you a movie trailer after this clip that I believe is predictive programming. They, are, they want this so bad. Here's Liz Cheney. What would a second Donald Trump term look like? Well, he cannot be the next president, um, it, it, because if he is... You can't imagine the things that he's going to do. Mexico, Canada, we can't go to Canada because eventually Canada will become annexed to America. And shoot visitors to the White House. Yeah, that means he can shoot the First Lady. We're going to see violence, the likes of which we didn't even see on January 6th. Make it illegal to run against him, to throw his opponents in jail, to shut down the media. He will make himself into the Fuhrer and he will make everybody raise their hand and salute him. Using martial law against the American people. Terminate the Constitution. To rewrite the Constitution. Create mass internment camps. Throw everyone into Gitmo. Might be sent to jail or their rights might be suppressed, especially minority groups in society. You might have any number of things happen to you and your family. Every one of us our freedom, our liberty. None of us is safe. It's going to have people around him executing against an enemy's list. Assassinate generals. Ordering troops uh, to um, attack American citizens. Trump's very well-armed and extremist base will try to kill people. He's going to basically burn the house down. He will unravel the institutions of our democracy. Draw similarities between Mussolini and Hitler. Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini. Makes Donald Trump even more dangerous. He wants to take away your vote. Senate and the House are immediately going to be paralyzed. People will begin in their minds to censor themselves. They might say, well, maybe I shouldn't say this. This is the end democracy. Yeah. I think that could be the end of our democracy. But democracy is dead if Trump is reelected. Cozy up to Putin that democracy will be at risk. The absolute destruction of the Justice Department as we know it. The Justice Department could be entirely transformed. I am really concerned about that. Every person who was associated with the attempted coup elevated in the administration. He's reelected. He will curb transgender rights. The end of the rule of law. Arrest political opponents to persecute, not prosecute but persecute his enemies. Take a wrecking ball to the rule of law. He's going to make the law. Everyone else will have to follow. A vote for Donald Trump uh, may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in. To go after the independent and free parts of American civic life. He would tear down our institutions. Purge the government of employees. Department by department effort to weaponize the powers of the government. To use the military to quash protests. Reading the government of all democratic safeguards. Junking American democracy. Okay, I can only take so much. Ladies and gentlemen, There, it goes on and on for, for several minutes. The hand-wringing over what this Antichrist is going to do if he wins re-election. He just can't possibly win re-election. If he does all of those things, society's going to melt down and it's going to fall apart. He really sounds like a bad guy. It kind of sounds to me like if you were going to do what Chris Sununu wanted, if you were going to use your vote strategically just to annoy people, just to vote for someone that you really maybe don't even like, but to change the course of an election, I'm almost tempted to go and vote. 
I am almost tempted to go and vote for Donald Trump just to stick it in the eye of all of these alarmists who say that he's going to cause some massive civil war. He's going to suspend the rule of law and habeas corpus. He's going to annex Mexico. You know, I don't think that I would mind so much if he did annex Mexico. It's beautiful. Got a lot of natural resources. Could use some rule of law. And uh, I don't know, frankly, it was ours at one point anyway. Let's just do it. Let's just kill the cartels and grow all the all the best food in the world. Mexico has the best food in the world. Why wouldn't we do that? All right, so um, Canada, eh, not so much. I don't think we need it. I really don't. Can, you know, Canada has like the population of Texas, and it's a huge landmass. I'm not sure what they have up there besides maple syrup. Most of the people live close to the border. Nobody lives up where it's super cold, up towards the ice wall. Um, so maybe we just maybe we just move the border like 100 miles north and then redraw the border. And I say, all right, Canada, you can have um, all the really cold, nasty area leading up to the ice wall, but we'll take, you know, like Toronto and Montreal. We'll, we'll, we'll take those. We'll take Quebec. Quebec. Um, okay, anyway. Let's go to the predictive programming. I think that all of this hand-wringing is tied together. I think that the idea that uh, we are headed to civil war, especially if Donald Trump wins, is, t- is, is tied to the idea that they really do want civil war. Now they're going to glamorize it. Uh, Alex Garland's quote-unquote Civil War. That's the name of this film starring Kirsten Dunst. I didn't even recognize her. I haven't seen her since Spider-Man in like the 90s. What happened to her? Kaylee Spaney and Jesse Plemons. It's in theaters in April. I'm going to play you the trailer. I, it's not It's not entirely a, a trailer that, it, that includes a bunch of dialogue, so you, you're going to hear some sounds of war and stuff, and I know it's not ideally suited for this medium, but I think it's still worthwhile for you to hear it. This is the trailer for Civil War coming out in April. 19 states have seceded. The United States Army ramps up activity. The White House issued warnings to the Western forces as well as the Florida Alliance. The three-term president assures the uprising will be dealt with swiftly. Let me know if you want to try anything. Are you guys aware there's like a pretty huge civil war going on all across America? We just try to stay out with what we see on the news, seems like it's for the best. Citizens of America. The so-called Western forces of Texas and California have suffered a very great defeat at the hands of the United States military. Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens? moving to D.C. today. We need to go down there. They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Every instinct in me says this is death. Bloody. Every time I survived the war zone, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do this. But here we are. There's some kind of misunderstanding here. What? Well, you're American, okay? Okay. What kind of American are you? You don't know? 
It says, you know, when it's doing the dun, 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 it says all empires fall. Okay, so some of the visuals that you missed here are, or maybe some of the dialogue that didn't come through very clearly, they shoot journalists on site in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Hello, based. I think I just became a federal, <laughs> a federale. <laughs> uh, in, uh, in Milstonia, we would shoot journalists on site in Washington, D.C., or wherever our, our headquarters would be. I think I would set my headquarters up in Richmond, just because. I think Richmond would be a good place for that. Um, it, it seems to imply that the Western alliance is between California and Texas. Evidently, they believe that California and Texas would somehow ally together in the Civil War, along with the Florida alliance. Um, there are some visuals of, uh, F-18s dropping, uh, dropping bombs on American cities. There are some visuals of basically gorillas making their way all the way to Washington, D.C. Uh, the Supreme Court gets blown up in this trailer. And it looks exciting. It looks riveting. I mean, I, I don't, I don't ever foresee a day in which California and Texas would uh, unite in a civil war. But I will tell you this: I know that that's like the obvious. That's like the very obvious observation. People are like, "Oh, I find this disbelievable because of that," or unbelievable. As somebody who has lived in California multiple times. Let me just tell you, there are a lot, a lot of armed-to-the-teeth conservatives in California. You may not think that because California is so insane, because it's like 55% or 57% Democrat. But those 40% who are Republicans, among them, like half of them, are extreme MAGA Republicans. I'm telling you, they, they are. They, and, and what does that mean? That means that there are millions of them. There are millions of armed-to-the-teeth, hardcore conservatives in the state of California. And it wouldn't be hard for the millions of armed-to-the-teeth hardcore conservatives in California to just kind of, like, take out all of the, all the fags, all the sissies, all the wussies, all the libtards that are out on the coast. A lot of these guys live, in the, uh, live inland, in the high desert areas, in the Central Valley, and in the, uh, the, 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 the Redlands in the north. 
it wouldn't be hard for them to just move west towards the coast systematically and just kind of take out all of the disarmed, unarmed, anti-armed liberals. I could see that. I could see that happening as a preliminary step to more or less California then joining Texas. So if they if if that's the scenario that happens in the film and I don't know if that's the scenario, but that would be one of the ways that I could believe that some remnant of California, i.e. the ones with guns, would have joined Texas in an uprising against the federales. Now, why are they making this movie now? Why are they releasing it in an election year? I believe that a lot of this is predictive programming in as much as I also believe that a lot of this is just to make a buck. Let me tell you something about filmmaking. About There's about a one in 1,000 chance that a, a, a screenplay registered with the Writers Guild of America, the, the WGA, there's about a one in 1,000 chance of a screenplay becoming a film. In other words, every film that gets made means that 999 films did not get made. And that's because all of these screen projects, all of these screenplays, are chasing a finite number of financing dollars. Some films are financed inside the Hollywood system. Obviously, this one was. Some are financed outside of the Hollywood system, and they call those independent films. You're either using studio money or non-studio money. And then, even if the film gets made, there is the problem of getting it distributed. For example, the famous example, Jim Caviezel's film. Remember, they couldn't get it out. They couldn't get it out. Because nobody wanted to see, you know, the truth about child sex trafficking. And so finally, Angel Studios distributed it. So you, you, can, you can finance either inside or outside of the studio system. And then you can distribute now either inside or outside of the studio system. And so the chances of getting a film made are close to zero. And then... Even if you get one made, it's not a 100% likelihood that human eyes will see it. I once worked on a project in 2021 that was fully filmed, and it still has never been seen by the public. It's still sitting on a shelf. God willing, in 2024, three years later, it will be seen by the public. And I can't wait for you to see it, and I can't wait to talk about it. So when you see a major release like this Civil War movie coming to, and you call, it a, you call it a broad release if it hits a thousand screens or more, when you see that the Civil War movie is going to hit thousands of screens in the United States, this is something that either A, defied the odds somehow, it beat out 999 other projects on its merits, because it's that good or because there was that enough money behind it or because the producer was skilled enough to get to to get the project all the way through the the quote unquote system or somebody really wanted it somebody powerful and rich 
or maybe somebody extremely connected really wanted this project. I see a lot of conspiracy theorists who talk about predictive programming and they're like, oh yeah, all, you know, all of Hollywood is run by the CIA and everything you see is predictive programming. I don't think that that's true. As so, I, I just don't see how the CIA could control such a massive industry. But what I do think is possible is that they could nudge uh, a, a massive industry, that they could influence a massive industry, that they could more or less exert some kind of limited control over certain projects and inject them alongside regular commercial projects to change the narrative just a little bit or to change the conversation or to change the zeitgeist or to inject into the public consciousness some idea. This may be one of those things. I'm not saying that Kirsten Dunst is CIA. Far from it. She's just a hired actress. She doesn't know any better. I'm not even saying that maybe even the producer isn't CIA. Who knows? It could very well be that some financier showed up with the critical first batch of money needed to get this project off the ground and that that is the connection, that that is the you know Project Mockingbird or whatever. But I do think that this is part of the predictive programming in which the culture is being signaled that we cannot live together anymore and but breakup would be would be terrible breakup would be violent war is hell and it is notice how in the movie the protagonists are journalists if you have any movie in which the protagonists are journalists and we know that journalists, journalism in the United States generally is an organ of the state, then that alone is suspect. That alone could be proof of predictive programming or of some measure of control from the organs of government. Because journalism is, is itself one of the worst one of the worst career choices a person can make. You have no soul. You have no ethics. You become a liberal. You become self-important. And you become the self-appointed gatekeeper of truth. I get to decide what's true and false. I get to decide what's right and wrong. I get to decide what the people get to hear. Journalism is not respected in this country, and rightly so, because journalists have lied. They have covered up. They have, I mean, from the beginning. This isn't even like a modern phenomenon. The journalists have been lying and covering up and, and, and running the government's agenda since before Abe Lincoln. So it looks like a, it looks like a pretty good action flick, it looks like, to me, as long as it is an interesting uh, thought experiment in what a breakup would look like, I may watch it 
or I may, I may, or I may, I, yeah, I may screen it and then bring you some thoughts. I'm not sure. It doesn't look like there's uh, much six and ninth commandment type stuff going on in the movie, but I may have to wait till it comes out and use the clear play thing and do all that. So who knows and when we're going to talk about this movie again, other than to say that my, my spidey senses, and that's not just because Kristen Dunst is in it. My spidey senses are telling me that they want people to fall into this trap of promoting violent civil war because look, all revolutions start with, if you have a violent minority that reaches like six or seven or 8% of the population, you can win. You can win. But the Bolsheviks were never a clear majority of Russians. The revolutionaries were never a clear majority of the colonials. You really only need like 7% of a population who is committed to a cause and absolutely willing to commit violence in order to get their way. They can terrorize the other 93%, and they will. And this is well known. So suppose that they uh, would tempt you Suppose you're maybe potentially part of that 7%. Wouldn't they want to neutralize you early on? Identify you and neutralize you. Wouldn't that make sense? If you're the regime and you are worried about a violent 7% who's going to overthrow your tyranny, what if you attempted 2% to out themselves so you could neutralize them? And send a clear message to the other 5% that uh, it's not happening this time. That would be a way to maintain your grip on tyrannical power. So this goes into false flag operations. January 6th was literally just a microcosm test bed for what they would like us to do. They really do want to incite violence because a that will identify and out those who are willing to fight for this country and b it will neutralize the threat c it will um it will deter any further um any further aspirations 